Cornucopia Radio presents presents Beth, love, you, you need to wake up. Holly. The, the police are downstairs. They think they've found her. Is she okay? Is no, she sa- love. You need to come downstairs. I can't do this on my own. It's not her. Tell them. Please, love. You... Tell them to keep looking. It's not her, she's still... Please. They need to speak to us both. I need you to come downstairs. No. No, no, please, no! (laughs) Unglued by Paul Kenny. It's sugared. Thanks. You're hungry? There's a ready meal in the freezer, I could... I'm not hungry. You have to eat, Beth. Do I? You look frail, love. Everyone commented. (laughs) Did they now? I'm on your side, Beth. Side? I'm going for a shower. Don't go. Sorry. What about some soup? I could pop to the shop. No. Don't leave me. Not yet. I promised your dad I'd try to get you to eat something. I'll start eating properly when you stop lacing your tea with whiskey. I'm not stupid. It reeks. It's no different to the tablets the doctor gave you. I'm not taking them. But he said... I know what he said. It's a betrayal. I I need to feel it. The readings were lovely. I need to write to people. There's plenty of time for that. To thank them. For God's sakes, love, slow down. There's plenty of time for all of that. They'll understand. Will they? Of course they will. How can they? How can they possibly understand? I I just meant that they won't be expecting letters yet. Yeah. Sorry. Are you sleeping in our bed tonight? No. But we said, love. After today, we said we should draw a line. I know what we said, Stu. I know what we said. I... I understand, Beth. I just... What? I could do with some company. This is the first time we've been together, just the two of us, since... It's like she's just staying at your mum's. No. She she was always with me. She she was my little moon. I, I didn't have to see her. I could feel her pulling at me. Even when she was miles away. She was still with me. I knew she was gone. That she was... I knew because I'd lost that feeling, that that pull. 
I'd, I'd known for days, but I was too scared to admit it to myself. I didn't want to let her down. Beth. Beth, love. Come back inside. She's in the park. Come on, love. You were dreaming again. I saw her. Listen, love. She's near the pond. She's not. Come back inside. She's on her own. She needs me. Get off me. You wake the neighbours, love. Oh, they'll understand. Everyone understands. Got to stop sleeping in a room. It's not good for you. What are we going to do, Stuart? Come inside. There's no script. Nothing to tell you what to do. I know. Beth, come back to bed. I was in bed. Our bed. Just one more night. No. Enough. This has to stop. Stu? Stu? not Holly. It's just stuff. These things just help to frame her. They're nothing now, nothing without her. But it's all I have of her. We can't have a shrine, Beth. It's not healthy. Please. At some point we have to let go. We can't just pretend that she's still here because she's not. He took her away. God knows why. But he did and she's not coming back. All this, it will just gather dust, decay. It's all I have. Look, just pick a couple of keepsakes, eh? I'll take the rest of the charity shops and get one of the bigger ones to come and get her furniture. Let the room go, Beth. It'll be a step in the right direction for you. For both of us. Looking through all these for a while. Probably old bills. Ouch. What? Gas bill. Are we okay? Yeah, don't worry. Oh. What? It's addressed to Holly. I thought I'd covered everything. I rang the dentist's, library, everything I could think that might bite us. It'll be the opticians. She was due another check. Sorry. She kept saying her eyes hurt. 
And when I took it, I was relieved. Nothing was wrong, but <laughs> she was so disappointed she didn't need glasses. Because she wanted to look like Phoebe. <laughs> Who hated having to wear hers. I caught her in your spare readers once. Yeah. Just spit it out, Beth. Come on, say it. I told you she wasn't ready. She was a kid with a new bike. She wasn't streetwise enough. Streetwise? It was the local park, Beth, not the Bronx. How are we supposed to know? I took the cotton wool off, Beth. That's all. I took the cotton wool off. And, and threw her to the wolves. What? She wasn't ready. You said she was ready, but she wasn't. It wasn't my fault, Beth. Why are you so angry with me? You're passive. What? You just wait. I don't know. You wait for the police. Those useless bastards. You just sit around waiting for them to find him. What do you want me to do? Round up every middle-aged man still living with his mother? Beat him up? Then what? I just... Or should I go and get smashed at the pub every night? I tried that, remember? It doesn't work. Nothing works. You've no right to be angry with me, Beth. No. No. I lost her too. Well, it's not the same. How? How is it different for you? It's totally different. I'm not competing with you, Beth. You couldn't. No. No. Why are you wearing those clothes? I told you, I'm losing customers. Not yet. I can't go all day on my own. I've told you, I need to go in. We need the money. Sell the van. I need to go in. Why? I have to go in, love. At least for a few hours. I don't understand how you can just pick up where you left off. I'm not picking up where I left off. We've got bills to pay. Life goes on. Does it? Well, yes. If not for us, then at least for others. People are covering for me. I need to go in. If I'm honest, I... What? I need to change my focus. Take my mind off her. We need to work out a way of living without her. Well, I can't. And I don't see how you can. We don't have any choice, Beth. We don't have a choice. I can't bear this any longer. Staring at a silent TV screen and drinking endless cups of tea. Waiting for something to happen that's never going to happen. She's gone, love. She's gone and she's not coming back. We need to move on. When she was born, you didn't want to go back. I know, love. I missed her like mad. I'm missing her now. I ache for her. I used to sneak off early, make sure I'd get to see her. Read her a story, took her in. All that's gone now, Beth. It's not my fault. Just gone. I just don't understand how you can get back in your van and go into work as if everything is normal. Normal? I don't even know what normal is anymore. You're being unfair and you know it. Oh, I'm sorry. My daughter dies and you think I'm being unfair. You talk about when Holly was born and me not wanting to go back, but you couldn't wait to push me out the door and back to work. What are you talking about? We needed the money. Yes, I know we did. You tried to make light of it. Said I was the breadwinner. 
the man of the house with a family to support. You had your nuclear family starter pack, and my role was to go and bring home the bacon. But you wanted a child as much as I did. I did. But it was all on your terms. The timing, everything. I was supposed to go part-time, back to college, to get out of these overalls. But that wasn't good enough for you, was it? You didn't give a toss because you were mad broody and needed more money to finance your master plan. It wasn't the Third Reich, Stu. I just wanted to start a family. I didn't realise you were so resentful. I wasn't. But I resent the inference. I, I just need to get back to work. Well, where do I go back to then? What? You go back to work. Your mates. Your routine. Holly was my routine. You could get a job. Why don't you stop being so passive? What do you want, Beth? What do you mean? Well, I can't console you. Nothing I say makes any difference. And I can't make the pain go away. No. But I'm still the breadwinner. And we still have bills to pay, debts to clear. I know we do. So let me get on with it. It's what I do. I'm the man of the house, remember? That's all you really needed me for, wasn't it? Oh, don't be stupid. A glorified sperm donor. Stop it! A sperm donor with benefits. You weren't a sperm donor. Far from it. No. No. I can make this easier. What do you mean? This. This nightmare. I can make it easy for you. She wasn't yours. I'm sorry. But... Don't go. We need to talk. Don't, don't touch me. I was away with work. The training event in Manchester. We, we hit that awful patch, falling out all the time, blaming one another for not being able to conceive. Some of us went for drinks afterwards. It was nice. A breather from the stress. I was getting lots of attention from... Jonathan. I didn't plan it. I ended up back in his room to raid the minibar. It was just a drunken fuck. Vengeful, I suppose. But I woke up the next morning and I felt shit. I felt shit because I'd been stupid and I knew I wanted to make a go of it with us. (laughs) That should have been that, but I was careless. Maybe I was subconsciously testing my fertility, wanting to show that it wasn't my fault. I was hammered. I missed a period soon after. I should have aborted, but I couldn't. Weed had been trying for so long, and part of me thought that I should keep it. Holly, I thought that something good could come out of my betrayal. I was desperate for a child, and then I was pregnant. How could I abort when that was all I ever wanted? I know how dreadful all this must sound now. 
when I say it out loud, but I had no one to test it on. I couldn't talk to anyone because I felt so cheap and ashamed. Why tell me now? I wasn't... What could possibly be gained by telling me this now? I watched you with her. All her life. I watched you. Looking for clues to see if you'd done the maths. I never saw anything. But then when she died, you you seemed to cope better than I did. What? Organising the funeral. Emptying a room. And, and just now, saying you're going back to work. I can't contemplate doing any of those things. And the pain seems less for you. And to be honest, I bloody envy you for being able to cope like this. I don't know, perhaps... Perhaps I was starting to feel a little less guilty. As if you'd always known. As if you'd worked it out yourself. But that comment about being nothing more than a sperm donor. I realised that you... You had no idea. And it ripped my heart out. So why did you tell me? Because you got a chance. A chance to feel differently about this. She's not yours. Holly's not your daughter. And I can't just sit here and watch you grieve for Holly the way I am. I'm, I'm trying to make this less painful for you. I owe you that. No. She's been taken from me once. I'm not giving her up again. I might not have fertilised your eggs via a drunken fuck in a cheap hotel room, but I was Holly's dad. She called me dad because I was there for her. I was there at the birth, the nappy changing, the injections, the first tooth, the first steps. Stop it. The first time at the dentist, the first day at school. Stop it. The night that she went missing. The agony of hoping she was still alive. Stop. The knock on the door. Please. The identification. I was there. Not him. Me. Her dad. Snowbet. You can't make this easier for me. You can't make this... This nightmare any easier. I shouldn't have told you. I shouldn't have... What's happened to us, Stu? Us? I don't think there ever was an us. Everything was just a precursor to being a family. We met, got a small flat until I passed the test. Then a bigger house if I were a job I hated until Holly came along. She glued us together. Defined us as a couple. But now she's not here. And the life we had, it's 
just gone. We could try again. In time, we, we could try for a baby. Our baby. Don't. I, I'm not stupid. And I know that we could never replace Holly, but, but we... Stop it, Beth. You sound desperate. It doesn't suit you. Please. I can't lose you both. We've gone all the way back to the beginning, Beth. We can't start again, not now. No. I'll stay for a while, if that's okay. Sort something out as soon as I can. I'll sleep in Holly's room tonight. My daughter's room. You. Steward, it's Death Sergeant Davis from Upperside Police Station. <clears throat> They've arrested someone. Just brought him down from Leeds. Is, is it him? He's being interviewed now. It's early days. Beth. <clears throat> what? Well, she was at the station. Beth? How? A journalist must have tipped her off and called her. Is she okay? She was making a nuisance of herself. A nuisance? She was trying to get to him. She... A nuisance? Sorry, I just mean that... Where is she now? She ran off. Ran off? She was dis- Didn't anyone run after her? We're not social workers, do. We've got a couple of bobbies looking for her now. sake, what are you doing? I'm digging. Beth, stop it. Get off me! Stop it! I need to hold her. She's not here. She is! She's not. She's gone. Get off me! Leave me alone! Hasn't she? Yes. I saw him, Stu. When they brought him in, I looked him straight in the eye and he knew. They've not charged him yet. They said... It's him. He knew I was Holly's mum. His eyes. The way he couldn't look at me. He gave him away. And you know what? Doesn't feel any better. Doesn't feel any better knowing he's been caught. Looking at him. Nothing's ever going to make this feel any better, is it? Don't leave me, Stu. I lost her too. I know. I didn't bring her into the world and I didn't take her away. I just did my best in between. I know. And you were a wonderful father to her and I'm so sorry. You're wrong about me coping better. I just cope differently, that's all. I know tried to find a way through. We both did. (laughs) 
And I was wrong. We haven't gone all the way back to the beginning. We're right here. Where we've always been. Yeah. We need to find a way of coping with this together. No more fighting and blaming and saying sorry for the past. No. It's fine. We'll be okay now. Won't we, love? Won't we? You have been listening to Unglued, written by Paul Kenny. It featured the voices of Peter Radford as Stu and Chanan Chahit as Bess. This production was edited and directed by Peter Beeston. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons agreement. For more information and links to the music used, visit us online at Cornucopia dash radio dot co dot uk almost given up but it's love that keeps me here binding the soul to skin And rise, we.